back to Recharge Radio, your one-stop spot to get spiritually recharged for your day. We want to get you thinking of your worship to God as a Christian. My name is Tim, and thanks for tuning in. And can you believe it? It's been a whole year. One whole year of Recharge Radio. And it's almost 365 days since we first started this adventure together. Andy and I just want to personally thank you for sticking with us every day, or should I say every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. From our regularly scheduled programming to our waterwheel segments or our interviews, there's so much that we've covered. I hope that this month served as a reminder to all that you have learned from the episodes we've put out so far. All 133 of them. We started with a few topics to tackle mediocre worship in the Christian's life. Then we expanded into different topics about worship, like the heart of worship or the life of worship, worship in relationships, the focus of worship, examples of worship, and even three parts of the boons and banes of worship. We talked about so much, but today I want to go back to the beginning. While we did cover so much ground and discussed many different topics concerning worship, may I remind us that all of this pointed back to a singular goal. And what is that goal? Well, it's the goal that we mention at the beginning of every single episode. And if you missed it, here it is again. Welcome back to Recharge Radio, your one-stop spot to get spiritually recharged for your day. We want to get you thinking of your worship to God as a Christian. And there it is, our goal, to get you thinking of your worship to God as a Christian. That's really the vision of this podcast, to spiritually recharge you every single day by pointing your attention back to God. In essence, from the beginning to now, all we ever wanted was for all of you to always be worshiping. Friends, that's all there is to Recharge Radio, to always be worshiping. If we have aided you in any way in sustaining your daily worship to God, then we have reason to praise God abundantly. That's our prayers being answered right there, and that is very exciting for us. But oftentimes, when we grow accustomed to the same phrase or hear the exact same introduction over and over again, we forget what it actually means. So today, allow me to remind us one more time. What is worship? Well, according to what I said about a year ago, and what I would even say today, worship is simply acknowledging the worth of something or someone. That means all of us are worshipers in one sense or another. After all, everything we do shows what we acknowledge to be worthwhile or not. If we spend all of our time playing video games or indulging in entertainment, then we see that to be what's valuable, and thus, we worship it. If we drown ourselves in our careers and our work, then that's our object of worship. The list of things we can worship and pour into goes on and on. After all, There are so many things in this world that we can put our time, effort, and value into. Really, the question isn't whether or not we are worshipers, but it is what or who do we worship? If you have been following us this whole year, then you already know the answer. God is the only one worthy of 
all our worship. There is this incredible verse in Revelations 4.11 where it describes the worthiness of God to be worshipped. It reads, Worthy are you, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and because of your will they existed and were created. What an incredible verse! Does not the heavens and the earth just shout of the glory of God? Is there anyone more majestic, more beautiful, more glorious, more wonderful than our God? None. There is nothing else, no one else, and none else. God alone is worthy of all our worship, the only one whose value we need to acknowledge in our day-to-day life. And that's the heart of it. As Christians, if we understand that God is the only one we need to acknowledge and worship, then why is it that we chase after vain things? Why do we set our hearts on things that turn us away from God? Why do we pour our efforts into activities that do not help us worship God more? For the Christian, if we truly understand that we are seeking to praise, honor, and glorify Him with everything, then everything that we should do should be as thoughtfully done as possible. If we talk with others, or go to church, or consume entertainment, or do work, or run errands, or eat a meal, let those things be done with a mind that wants to worship God. If we are thinking about how we can worship God in what we do, undoubtedly, we are thinking about our worship to God. So when we charge you to always be worshiping, we are calling you to direct all your worship to God all the time. Like a stream down the side of a mountain, you remove all the rocks in its way and you make sure you don't turn into a runoff. Similarly, we ought to make sure our worship goes straight to God, that there aren't any worldly obstacles in its way and that sin does not cause us to veer off into the wrong path. So, my brothers and sisters, worship. Worship God. If there is anything you have taken away from this year, may it be that God alone is worthy of your worship. There is a beautiful hymn that our church sings from time to time, and it always is a great reminder of how we are to focus on the Lord. So let me read that hymn for us. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Thanks for tuning in. I pray that today's episode has been profitable for your spiritual walk with the Lord. If Recharge Radio has been of benefit to you, we'd love to hear your story about how it has helped you. So send those stories our way at rechargeradio at rgcsd.com. We'd love to be able to pray for you better. This is Tim, signing off until next time.